You are listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast by The Crossing on how to live into God's bigger story. Hi, welcome back to A Bigger Life. I want to look today at Psalm 62. Psalm 62 is a little bit different than other psalms because God is never addressed in it. It's just a psalm that is mainly, this is going to sound strange, but it's a psalm written to himself in some sense. David, King David wrote this psalm. It says, a psalm of David. And it's a psalm that says at the very top, to the choir master, according to Jeduthun, Jeduthun, uh, what that's telling us is, and a lot of psalms do this, what that's telling us is that this psalm eventually, after having been written by David, was put to music and to be used in worship, in corporate worship, in corporate not being business, but corporate and being gathered together. The, the people of God gathered together use this in, in their singing, but it's according to a tune. So there's a tune that is familiar with somebody that's arranging this musically. So this, this psalm was arranged musically and to be sung by people, but it's it's a it's a psalm. It's a uh, I, don't, I don't even want to call it a prayer, but it is a prayer. But it's more of a meditation. But the reason I really like it, and the reason I like psalms like this, like Psalm forty two, is like this forty three, Psalm one hundred three, where the psalmist is speaking to them himself, like, uh, "Why are you so disturbed within me? Why so downcast? Why so disturbed within me?" We looked at that in Psalm forty two, Psalm one hundred three. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. It's talking to himself. It's talking to our soul. And this psalm does that. And personally for me, uh, it's one of the practices that I do every day that makes a huge difference in my life. Just saying things that are true about God that I can trust, that I can believe, and speaking to myself instead of just listening to myself. And I, I really do think that's a huge part of the Christian life is learning to speak to ourselves and not just listen to our own thoughts. And rather, and, and this is some of the newest research and some of the books I've been reading on like the brain, the wiring of the brain, neuroplasticity, the rewiring of the brain, the changing of the brain. A lot of the research is showing that there's, and they don't know how to explain this in just their purely materialistic worldview, but there's this reality where our mind can actually speak to our brains and that our mind speaking to our brain is a necessary part of neuroplasticity. It's a necessary part of rewiring our brain to function better and to, to be more uh, functional in life rather than being burdened by stresses and anxieties and worries. And I really do think the Bible's been ahead of the game for 3,000 years on this that the Bible's been telling us to do this for thousands of years. And so it starts off saying in verse 1 of Psalm 62, For God alone my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. What the psalmist is doing, is that David is doing here, is 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 talking to himself. I'm I'm waiting for God alone. I I wait for something I anticipate. You know, we have this phrase: I can't wait. I can't wait for the party. I can't wait for Friday night when we're going to go over to so and so's house for steaks. We say we can't wait 
what we're meaning by that is that we're waiting. We're waiting for something that we anticipate. We're waiting for something we're looking forward to. And that's what's going on here. And that's something that this that David is telling himself. My soul, I, I wait in anticipation. I can't wait for God's salvation, but I know it's coming. I'm waiting for God to bring his salvation. I'm waiting for God alone. I'm going to trust in God alone. I'm not going to trust in anything else. I'm not going to turn to anything else. I'm not going to try to find help in anything else right now. And I'm not talking about, you know, there are things that we need to turn to for help that are very practical matters that God uses to help us. God uses medicine to bring healing. God uses other people to bring us a kind of of help in, in our in our time of need. But here he's talking about just his own thought process. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. For God alone comes my salvation, my rescue, my being brought to restoration and renewal. He alone is my rock. I'm going to stand on him alone. I'm going to bank on him alone. I'm going to be secure on him alone. And he alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. He's my protection. Nothing comes to me that doesn't pass through his hands first. And so I can I can I can not be shaken by my circumstances because I'm I'm going to trust in God alone. Now, for me personally, what I do in a way that I think really helps is I have this I do it every morning, I do it every day at some point, sometimes again another time in the day, even a couple times a day. But I'll I'll say things when I when I when I sense a certain level of anxiety or stress or worry or I sense something going on that that is tempting me to to be insecure. Now, for me personally, I don't always know when that's happening. I just feel my, if I pay attention, I just feel my muscles tension in my, my, my shoulders, my neck, my head, my stomach. If I pay attention and I just realize, oh, I'm, I'm tense. I'm just going to, somehow I got unconsciously tense. And I just need to relax my shoulder muscles or my stomach muscles or my neck muscles. And just sort of let go of the tension. But if I, if I... If I pay attention to that tension, I'm realizing that I'm tense about something. Something's bothering me. Something's making me feel threatened or insecure. And I and I say this phrase that I because I'm I'm really trying to believe in God as my heavenly Father, like Jesus talks so much about all throughout the Bible, but especially in Matthew six, Matthew ten. But Jesus is is constantly trying to get his disciples to see God as their as their Father who cares about them. Now, we have different images that come to our mind when we think of the word Father, but we have to not think of that. We have to think of it in terms of what is the image that Jesus is trying to get us to think of? How did Jesus see Father? How did Jesus see God as his Father? And Jesus saw God as his Father and wants his disciples to see God as their Father, meaning that they can trust him with every detail of their life, every hair of their head, Everything that happens, not even a bird falls to the ground apart from the will of your father, that he's in charge of everything. He's the Lord of heaven and earth and that you can trust him. So I say that I speak to myself the way this psalm is going to speak to himself. Like for again, again, it says in, in verse five, for God alone, O my soul, wait in silence for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory, my mighty rock, my refuge is God. He's talking to himself. And 
And there's never a time in this psalm when he talks to God. He's just, he's talking to himself all the way through it. Eventually he starts talking to us in verse 8. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. David is telling you, and he's telling me 3,000 years ago, he's speaking into our lives now by writing this down. And he's telling you and me what Jesus is telling you and me. We can trust God as our father. We really can, and we need to learn to trust him. So something I say is every day, I say in my, ten- in my tension or whatever, I'll just say out loud, I can trust, I can trust my heavenly father. I, I can trust the will of my heavenly father. My heavenly father cares for me. My heavenly father will take care of me. I can rest in the will of my heavenly father. I can completely rest in his care for me. I trust my heavenly father. I trust his will for me. I trust his care for me. I rest in my father's care for me. And I say these things aloud and I say them over and over. I repeat them to bring this truth, just like David is doing here, to bring this truth into my soul, to bring this truth into my the way I'm thinking and how I'm seeing my circumstances vertically rather than just horizontally. So let's say you're dealing with people being against you in some way, whether it's at work or in your family or in a family relationship with your spouse or with your, your siblings or with your parents or with your kids. And, or at work in some way, people are talking bad about you. There's, you're dealing with people gossiping about you, saying things that are untrue about you. I got, I got an re- email this morning from somebody thanking me for my podcast saying, thanks so much. It's, it helps so much because I, at work, I'm dealing with all kinds of things where I just want to get mad and defend myself. And I just thought about your podcast this morning and it really helped me face the situation vertically. And I was able to say, no, I trust in God I trust in the promises of who I am in Christ. My life is hidden with Christ. My life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ appears, she was talking about the podcast we did on Colossians 3. But here's another one just like it, and we can do this. And so that's exactly what David is facing here in Psalm 62. He says in verse 3, How long will you all attack a man and to batter him? Like a leaning wall, like a tottering fence. They only plan to thrust him down from his high position. They take pleasure in falsehood. And I think he's talking about, you know, what they're saying against him. They bless with their mouths, but inwardly they curse. And we've all been in situations like that. And so we all deal with situations like that. And so David is going to a place where he's speaking to himself instead of just listening to his own anxieties and worries, fears, insecurities. He's speaking to himself. We have to do that. We have to learn to do that. So let's let's do that now as we as we speak to ourselves, and I'm going to just go through the rest of this psalm and the verses of this psalm and speak to myself in a prayerful kind of way. I'm also speaking to God. I can't say I can trust my Heavenly Father without, in a sense, praying to my Heavenly Father that idea. So so we'll do that now. I'm going to just do what I do when I am trying to rest in my salvation in Christ, I'm trying to recalibrate my perspective to think vertically and not just horizontally. Heavenly Father, the Father that Jesus teaches me to pray to, trust in, 
rest in, give my life to, surrender my life to, be willing to die to myself to because I trust your will for me. I, I can trust the will of my Heavenly Father. Your will alone is my best will, my best life. I can trust your will alone to be my best salvation, my best outcome. I can wait for you even when I want things to be different. I can trust your will. I can rest in the will of my Heavenly Father. I can trust my Heavenly Father to take care of me. And I can wait for you to take care of me. I can wait for your salvation. I can wait because you're and you alone are my fortress. You're my rock of security. I can rest in your security. I can rest in your protection. I can rest that you alone are my salvation. You alone are my protection. You alone are my security. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence. For God alone is my hope. My hope is from God alone. My joy, because I can trust my Father who loves me. I can rest in my Heavenly Father who loves me. I can rest in my Heavenly Father who is Lord of heaven and earth and controls everything in my life, every detail, every cell in my body, hair of my head, outcome in my day. It doesn't matter who is talking against me, what they're saying. It doesn't matter whatever security is threatened in my life. I can trust my Heavenly Father to be my fortress. My soul can wait in silence because my hope is from him. He alone is my rock. He alone is my rescue, my salvation, my fortress. On God rests my salvation. On my heavenly father, I can rest because you, heavenly father, are my salvation. On God rests my salvation and my glory. You are my glory, Lord Jesus. You are the one who lifts my head. When you appear, I will also appear with you in glory. My life now is hidden in Christ, in God. Nothing can threaten me. I will not be shaken. God alone is my fortress. Christ alone is the outcome of my life that is the only good outcome. Christ alone is my only good future. Christ alone is my my glory. My mighty rock, my refuge is God. My refuge is my Father. I can trust to take care of me. I can trust my Heavenly Father to have my rescue and my protection in His will. I trust you. I trust your will. I trust your love. You are Lord of heaven and earth, and I can trust you with everything. I trust in you at all times, in every situation. You alone are my salvation. You alone are my security. You alone are my rest and my hope 
and my trust and my fortress and my rock and my salvation and my glory. You are my refuge and my glory and my salvation. For God alone, O my soul, wait and trust and rest. Amen. Thanks for listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast of The Crossing, a church in Columbia, Missouri. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give it a rating so people can find this content more easily or consider texting it to a friend or posting it on social media. Thanks for listening.